Salutations, you bird-watching bandicoots. We're back, and I say we, the royal we. Grant's here, okay? You can you can listen to this one, all right? I've seen the numbers on the last two. I'm kidding. I can't bring myself to look. Um, we're back, episode 105. Can you believe it? Um, we, we, we cover some things, okay? We, we talk about things in depth. That's the intro. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. Uh, big shout out to the comic book shop on Bank Street, 128 Bank Street in Ottawa, or at thecomicbookshop.com, or of course on Instagram at comicbookshopbank. Spell shop with S-H-O-P-P-E, okay? Do that. Check them out. Let them know that we sent you. They've been supporting the podcast the entire darn year, okay? They've got anime figurines, magic cards, uh, if believe it or not, comics, um, but like Gundam build kits. They've got all the nerd stuff. And let's be real, be honest with yourself, you're listening to this, so you'll probably like uh, some of the stuff that they're selling. So check them out. All right, what did we talk about this week? Jujutsu Kaisen, season two, episode 20. Um, we go on this, okay, because we haven't talked, Grant and I haven't talked about it in a couple weeks. Um, so we owed it to each other to get go a little deep on jujitsu. Um, just, there's just a lot to talk about. Okay. So just be prepared for that. Uh, Pluto episode four, we, we both feel strongly and in different ways, uh, about Pluto. So, um, enjoy that. And then the news, and I would say the highlight of the news, um, and I'll say it cause Grant can't stop me. Um, you know, we talk about the Golden Globe nominations, uh, for standup, uh, special, uh, have been released and, uh, I have some strong thoughts, but there's also stuff on, you know, Donald Glover's new show, Demon Slayer, Blue-Eyed Samurai, Masters of the Air, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And then, uh, after that, we recap or we cap off the second, uh, half of the show with Free Run, episode 14, and a movie we both watched called May, December, that just released on Netflix and has, uh, finished its little tour. Lots of buzz about that right now. Um, so listen and, uh, enjoy Grant hit him. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, David. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back. It's like putting on a warm sweater. Yoich Temkai. Mm. Can <laughs> you tell me? Which anime that's from. And I'll give you, like, triple bonus points if you can know what you, he's saying. Can you hit me with it one more time? I'm going to say it in a specific voice. Well, okay. actually, I don't want to get it wrong, so I'll just say it. Yoich Tenkei. Yoich Tenkei. Mm. I walk around the house saying it, if that helps. Okay. So it's a show you definitely watch. Yoich uh, Tenkei. Just Kaisen, I'm guessing? Yep. Yeah. Um, bonus point for what they're saying. It is something several characters have said. Hmm. Two words. Some do, some do domain expansion? Yes! Yeah? <laughs> yeah, okay. it is. It's domain expansion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Let's get it. Let's get it, dude. I haven't missed a beat in two weeks. Yeah, dude. I'm not lying. I'm holding on, but uh, I couldn't miss another week. I'm just glad to be back. <laughs> Welcome back. I missed you. The listeners yeah. missed you, judging by... Our analytics, but we're not going to talk about that. We're so happy you're back. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I refuse to look at those numbers out of uh, self-preservation. 
Do you know how it is just like like sit back and like listen to an episode without me and be like, oh yeah, you know, because there's a couple points you mentioned, like oh, I wonder what Grant would say here, and I'd be like, I would like out loud, like oh, I would say this, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's yeah. I don't know what it says about me, but it wasn't the hardest thing to speak into a vacuum alone for forty straight minutes. So I don't yeah. know if that's like if that says anything about my production abilities or if it's more of like I'm unhinged because it came very naturally. After two years of listening to your own voice, uh, it, it gets kind of nice just to hear your own. <laughs> just That's like true. talking to him, like no interruption. Oh my God, yeah. Dude, I don't know if you heard in the second one. I, I did the second one, I think, with my new headphones, which I made okay. a decision on, by the way. And I, I had no content, so I told the audience about the headphone dilemma. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. I, well, I've been dealing with it behind the scenes for weeks now. So. Weeks now, yeah. So anyway, it, but the uh, the XM fives were like hy- like just hypersensitive. I figured yeah. it out, but okay. um, but I could hear myself so clearly. It was so overwhelming. Anyway, mm. we're here now. We're here. Um, one note for the listener, you know, I covered a couple weeks of like jujitsu and I think maybe one week of Pluto and free run. We're not gonna like rehash all of that. If you're no, curious so. about, you know, the those episodes for those shows, go check out the last couple weeks. But we're just going to pick up kind of where we left off because uh, we've got some big shows kind of that we're watching right now. And uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, let's start there. Season 2, episode 20. There's your spoiler warning. We're going to talk about the last several weeks and this week. Um, like, we're not going to talk about the last several yeah. weeks in, in yeah. depth, as I just mentioned. But um, maybe let's just start with, like, the Nobara yeah, dude. Twist. Um, I had I, a real I, fucking cry over that one. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah, legit. She's probably one has always been one of my favorite characters, and I just thought she was so well written in season one, and you know, um, you know, kind of like that sh- that shonen archetype of like the, you mm-hmm. know the two guys and the girl. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure there's been other, but I always just, I just found her to be such like a mold breaker compared yeah. to like you know Naruto or you know any, like any of these other shows, you know legacy shows. I was gonna say legacy big three, just yeah, big, big shows, St- similar yeah. styled shows. Like they all kind of come one after another over the years, and I don't know. I just thought she was kind of like the the bruntish. Like she had a good split of like you know, she had her soft side, but like she was tough as nails, right? Like you know pun intended, I guess. But I don't know. I just I always thought she was such a like a very. Uh, she was like a lightning rod, you know, amongst those three. And, like, the chemistry with her and Yuji. And I think all four of them, including Gojo, like, kind of like, you know, the sensei and student thing. Yeah. has always been great. But I always thought she always stuck out amongst... She's, I, I, I thought she was a fucking bomb-ass character. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah that, one, that one hit pretty hard, too. <laughs> it's some pretty fantastic moments in yeah. season one, especially with yeah. the trio. Actually, I want to talk about this specifically. Um, they cold open on a memory of the three of them the trio mm. spilling on gojo's shirt yes and it's very fun you know it's whimsical they got they got bits in there you're like oh my god this is just classic classic jujitsu kaisen yeah, it reminds twist, you yeah twist the knife in a little bit yeah but it reminds you of how little we've gotten about this season um yes. which you know we i think you and i should discuss like season two at large once it has wrapped i think so that'd be fun yeah um you know, we're we're gonna have like an end of year pod or a top five anime pod of the year. We're gonna do something. I write my draft today, actually, for uh, end of the year. Yeah. There you go. So we're we're gonna do something on like that, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about Jujutsu Kaisen in, in one way or another. But setting that aside for a sec, um, I do want to make note. Like you were right, like they twisted the knife in this episode, but mm. like they did. I think they did it really well. That you know, fond memory, yeah. and then like quick edit to the face, which was like legit sad. That yes. like bummed me out, and then you know the camera angle from like inside the 
inside like the camera around the, you know what i'm talking about there's yeah, a, yeah. they do a shot looking at itadori from her like exploded face her, her pov yeah so i think all of that worked beautifully i also think itadori's breakdown scene and yeah. the way they animated it like yes. pencil sketch style and then my god mahito losing his shit with the black flash like all of that dude is like mm-hmm. amazing yes but I, I really do think, because I've seen it a few times now, because I watched it, Sam was behind, and she had to catch up, and then, you mm-hmm. know, obviously the reaction circuit. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the episode prior, episode 19, where she originally dies. Yes. I've watched it now a few times, and I really think that edit to her childhood, mm-hmm. like, kills the moment. Not kills the moment, but I really think it's a bad edit. Uh, it's funny because the first watch it was like i was like so in it it was actually it's probably the first time i haven't watched it with me like she's you know she, she wanted to go to bed she was too tired and it's like she knew too she's like you know try to enjoy yourself like oh, as yeah. she was going up the stairs kind of thing i was like oh that's that's weird and kind of you know foretelling <laughs> you know ominous and she like she knows it's coming and, giving uh, you the side eye she goes up the stairs enjoy pretty, yourself <laughs> pretty much and uh so like when so when it, you know the moment happens and you know we are you know she Mahito has made the contact kind of thing, and then it cuts to the backstory. In the moment, it was kind of like it was like it had to be there. It was like live, right? It was like the it, the premiere. Like everyone kind of saw it. It was kind of like I, I, as I was taking it in, it kind of felt natural. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we know where this is going. Unfortunately, it's yeah. like you know, make this like last, make this last as long as it can because you know I want as happy of a moment I can have, can have for Nabar as we can. And then it happens, but on the rewatch with Leanna, I was kind of surprised of like, you know, kind of like how you put it, I was just like, this is like completely stunted. It's like, a, you know, like a truck just blast grain Freddy, you know, like the, it's a very, very sharp, very hard edit to that. Um, but what happened in this episode is kind of makes me wonder like why that was a choice made in episode 19. Yeah. So that's a good like, point. They don't sit like there's quotations like Nobara might be alive, you know. But They're like, leaving the door open. So, for her to have like that, you know, the that really specific backstory and teeing up those other two girls, like her, you know, her childhood friends. Again, I'm I, I'm legit. Like I'm hoping this is one of the few times. Like, dude, like this is like could be like a really fun reversal for like you know the fan base and all that. Like, yeah. you know, someone does come back, but um, who knows? But that, they could just be setting us up for more sadness, right? That's the show's mo. I think that's so a really it's... good point. If that cut, that um, flashback, the childhood flashback, mm. ends up tying in some way to her finding a way to live, yes, then, like, fine. Forgiven. You teed it up and, like, you did it. You know, may- maybe it'll work. But, like, in the moment, like, I watched, you know, I watched it. I watched Sam watch it. And then I watched, you know, a bunch of strangers yeah. watch it. And, like, the universal reaction that I kept seeing was... You know, she gets hit by Mahito, it cuts, and then everyone looks at each other and they go, oh, so she's dead. And then everyone, yeah. like, has to sit through this story being like, I don't care. Like, show me whether she's dead or not. You know what See, I mean? So yeah, I, I was sitting yeah. there, like, looking at my watch, being like, what am I doing here? I never, I, I will say, and I'm not, again, I'm not just saying because, like, I'm, like, a fan, a really big fan, fan of the character. I did really, because, again, that was, like, the biggest piece missing from her was, like, like they all kind of have like their big piece in this thing. Even Megami and you know Itadori to a certain extent. We got a little more of him like at the beginning of season one with his grandfather. We have like an idea of where he came from. But Nabara, for the most part, of like the main crew, aside from like the second years and whatnot, because like again, that's they're older, they come in later. It makes sense we don't have their full backstories. 
But when it comes to the main three, I always found it weird that you know we didn't have anything for Nabara. Yeah. So when that moment came up, I was like, you were happy for it. I was happy for it because like it kind of fills in the puzzle more, regardless of her death or not. I, I was just like, you know, give me more, and it really, you know, it just goes to show like she's always been like that. You know, she's like a fighter, and you know, she cares for the people close to her. And I really thought it was a good tie into her speech. I think it was was it the the end of season one before. The, oh, the chair thing the chair thing and the kind of brought that back together and i was like dude like i legit like you know i i had a, like a good set of tears with this like the whole thing i thought it was very beautifully shot very well done organized like her having i thought there was a really potent scene of like nabara having the meltdown when like she loses the friend a friend left. yeah it was just, and then you know succinct and then you know like the to like when she moves away to tokyo to go to you know jiu-jitsu high and with her other friend and like her like kind of trying to hold it back because you know she was like the protector of this girl versus like you know she was looking up to this other girl i don't know it was i just thought it was very beautifully well-wrapped package and i understand like people like you know it's been like fucking it, it's been a, a, a fire for like five episodes right it's like there's been no breaks it's all gas you know it's like you know go 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 violence 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 i understand like having like a like a teardrop moment kind of splashed in the middle there can be a little you know it does affect the role a little bit but i don't know it was i was just happy to have it you see so. balance is restored this is why we needed you back because without yeah, you dude. i just would have been on a tirade <laughs> like what a dumb fucking choice like, you know what i mean i'm just shitting all over but no see you you've restored balance to the force well well we put go. good point yeah um Okay, so with that behind us, Mahito proceeds to beat the shit out of Yuji. What did you think about him hitting the Black Flash? I gotta say, that got me hyped as fuck. Never. I actually kind of felt like I was like that was cheating. I was like, they can't do that. Yeah. That's the, that's the good guy. You can't do that. You're the bad guy. But Yo. uh, yeah, it was very well animated. Like the, the purple flame Black How, Flash was like, whoa. And just his voice actor this whole episode. This dude is unhinged. Him and Yuji. I don't know who. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what Mahito does else, but holy kid, he is unhinged these past but, couple episodes. He's become such a fantastic villain, and like him losing it this episode, he has this mm. monologue where he's beating the crap out of Yuji before Toto saves him. Yeah. So good. So good. The performance, the um, just the urgency in his voice. I don't know. I I loved everything about it. He's like, yeah, he's he's completely lost his shit. I love the mind that the line he has of like, are you just like me? Do you think about every curse you've killed? Like yeah. every human I have? And he's just like doubles down. Yeah. Like, because I haven't. He's yeah. like, I, I don't count. He's like, I just killed to kill. Like along those lines. I'm like, whoa. That's... One day I'll forget about you too. He has this great yeah. line. Like, this is a war. You know what I mean? And he's talking about how yeah. it's like a war of ideals. And he goes, this battle will decide who's left standing or which, or which ideological kind of way of looking at it will will be yeah left standing a century from now like my god like this guy for all the you know the jokes and the faces he does get dark sometimes yeah like like, there's that great they had that great line of dialogue when sukuna killed jogo Mm. in that you know white space and they said you know the thing human the things that humans fear the most are is death and Mahito is a mirror of death or something like that like Mm. they were they're kind of hyping him up and i was like god he he really is like like the most purely chaotic of all the curses mm. um they do hit him so well but yes the toto the toto scene brilliant did it um did it satisfy you we waited a long time um for toto were you happy for it uh i got algorithmed hard no really the surprise was kind of taken out of the moment so i knew it was coming um so that was a bit of a bummer um but that aside 
uh, yeah, my boy's back, and no one knows how to pump up Yuji, like, freaking Toto, which is, I just, lo- I love that for them. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> love whole, like, <laughs> I love, it's so funny, too, because I don't, I don't, uh, I don't recall the other character's name from the other high school, the Kyoto High student that, that shows up with Toto. And oh, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I love the jokes. I was like, oh, I didn't know Toto-san had a brother. You know, and like, <laughs> didn't look anything like, alike. <laughs> didn't look anything alike. You know, like little jokes like that along. But uh, yeah, no, just uh, really, really. But like, he, it's so it's so funny because you could argue he's comic relief, but like he's kind of not. Like they play him so yeah. straight and so serious that you get the laughs, but don't get the feeling like they're doing a bit. You know, that's it's the just, thing. It's it's genuine. It's a really well written character. They say that like they've talked about that like in live action movies, right? Like, um, I, like I'm. This is maybe an extreme example, but I, I think it fits. Like Tropic Thunder. Like the reason <laughs> that's funny, yeah, is because Ben Stiller is being very serious, and so is sure. Robert Downey Jr. You know what I mean? Like Jack Black is like a goofball in that movie, yeah. and it's funny when he's losing his shit. But like when a character takes his absurd circumstances very seriously mm-hmm. and like he's not giggling through it or being intentionally ridiculous yeah. um it's much funnier and toto is like he's like that like he's just a, the brother bit is absurd <laughs> love it um and also i gotta say in terms of entrances that was like one of my favorite of the whole year i'm gonna have to think about that i don't want to do like a whole category on entrances but like you know he came in reciting that poem yeah the music changed they just show his feet at first Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, he's here, yeah, finally!" He's here. And then just insane animation, basically the whole way through. Um, we kind of covered his buddy, whose name I forget. Um, heels quotation mark. Yes, it adored. Almost just by, like, almost yeah. like put someone in a stasis. Like your pain is like at this point, like now, like it's not going to worsen. Essentially. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But so, uh, what do you think about Navara then? Like, what's the prediction? Or, or like, have you been spoiled? I have no idea. No, I've, no, I'm, I have not. Been I'm spoiled, in the clear. But, but Dave, at this late in the game, there's no reason to bring something up like that if there's not going to be at least some follow through. In my, yeah. in my opinion. No, so, no, I agree. For um, them to decide to leave the door open is peculiar. I don't. I don't think it necessarily equals like that. She is alive. Like we might get, like, a more of a moment with her. Like, you know, like, she could be holding on, that kind of thing. But, yeah. like, you know, she cannot fix, like, the damage that's done or whatever. But I don't know. It's hard to say. Oh, there is a big moment we haven't touched on yet, is before we get into the fight, mm. we do see a, uh, Toto's pro- preceding moments of him discovering where Ghetto was. And he's yes. gone. And so was the yeah. prison realm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we'll see the Mei Mei Ghetto fight like in a future episode or if they'll flash back to it or well ghetto had clearly moved on from that point and like like not didn't seek out may but like it was in a different location than like i don't think may was coming on to that that terminal where all that went down i think she I, was because he was because so? he said i have to sit here and defend it while the prison realm processes jo- gojo mm. but maybe he it had already done and she caught him on the getaway oh could be yeah um, that makes sense, but I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like he's probably out of there. Yeah, season three bait. Yeah, I don't know. He's got what three up three episodes left, right? So, I don't know. I think is it twenty three? It's twenty three. Yeah, there you go. Um, so. Fucking choreography. The the clap changes everything, eh? Like Unreal. it changes the whole dynamic of the show. 
Like, we talk about how this show goes, like, a little bit up its own ass at times, the technique (laughs) war, but, like, this shit is just creative. Like, this, the, just everything, man. Like, switching places and using rocks and, like... Yeah, the the black flash into throwing a rock into, you know, a boogie-woogie change into, like, whatever, you know, visually ocular move he pulls off. Um, you were telling me today where I think we were kind of going back and forth on, on that scene. That scene was animated by a 19 year old. Yeah. The, like, the, lead, the lead designer on that, like that final, like the yeah. final shot. And then like Yuji and the Starline doing like a thumbs up. With, like, it's kind of like an all might, uh, all for one sequence. Almost. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, uh, plus ultra thro- yeah. um, dubs being thrown in. Perhaps to, uh, like a, a, a clip tribute online. or homage intentional or not but but yeah the kid who did it was 19 the director of the episode i you know low-key i don't want to poison the narrative here sure but you know i will say just as a point of data that like you know the preceding weeks in the last several weeks we've had a lot of outcry specifically from animators which is new-ish online right about the working conditions Yeah. yeah yeah it is interesting to me that they put out this absolute banger of an episode and as opposed to like, I can't believe we got it done. I'm unhappy with my work. The yeah. it's the episode director came out being like, I'm so proud of this episode. I want to tell you guys about behind the scenes and how much fun we had making it. Yeah. And then he's like, I'd like to specifically mention this 19 year old animator we have yeah. who did this sequence. And it's like, ah, I wonder if like someone is encouraging the animators to talk about how fun the project yeah. is. All right, three quarters of you all put your cell phones in this bag, and uh, the rest yeah. of you who look like you have some life left in your eyes, I mean, by all means, go talk about how well you enjoyed your time on this episode. But yeah, I don't know. It's who, who knows? It's, but I just thought it's you know, yeah, no. It's worries. hard not to be cynical anytime you see that stuff now. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was uh, fun. A banger. It was oh, fun. And, fun. 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 And uh, and lastly, you know that like narration moment where it's that tri-fold or that that picture of each of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, all they're all reaching one hundred and twenty percent of their potential or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a direct manga lift in color in. Oh no shit! Yeah. Oh. So there's there's lots of pictures of the manga panel of that specific moment floating Very around, cool. which is pretty cool. You, you gotta like it when they do that. Like, remember when they did that with Aaron and Attack on Titan? Yes. Um, whatever that was, but I don't know. Pretty neat. Anything left to say on Jujitsu before we move on? I don't know. I, th- I think that's good. I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm genuinely ex- well. I think we all are, but like I, I cannot imagine how they're gonna. I'm, I'm assuming the next episode is gonna be the finale to this Mojito fight. Um, I don't think there's enough time for them to drag this out longer. But yeah. um, I think this is going to be spectacular. <laughs> like, um, any more deaths? Yes. Yeah. Who don't know? Okay. I do think. Okay, actually, you know, I found it very interesting that the Kyoto students. Even though, so Mechamaru oh, yeah, we didn't deliberately, it, you know, it's kind of like a blank game. I think the more important moment is like the the, bl- the blue haired girl who like realizes that like he he is gone or whatever, and but like that he diverted them to away. Like he his whole plan was to get them away. Yeah, I, it's super fucked up. Like yeah, yeah, like let the other school deal with it. Like let them die. Like he's just trying to save his friends. You know, which is kind of fucked up. But like yeah. you know, like he cared for them and all that. But like he did betray them, them in the first place. So yeah. He did betray them in the first place, but he's trying to save their lives, but he, he endangered everyone else on the other mm-hmm. hand. So, but I do find it interesting that, like, they're almost there. They're on the way. Yeah. Um, also, okay, so I was completely led astray. I don't think Yuta is in this season. Um, oh, I had really? seen, yeah, I had seen a couple memes implying that, like, 
he was like a late game arrival. And now I'm seeing all the memes online of like people goofing on him, like being still back in Africa while like Toto is like cleaning up back home. Mm. So I don't think we're getting you to this season. Bummer. Okay. But yeah, something to look forward to, you know, because they mentioned him this season and then twice. They mentioned but, him twice yeah. And quite a few times in season one. But the tricky thing is like most of this season seems to be taking place in one night. So yes. there just doesn't seem to be a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I'm curious. I think if any of the Kyoto students arrive before this completely pops off, I can see a couple of them catching something. Yeah, that'd be actually, yeah. I forget, like, they, you know, in a not-so-mean way, they, like, a couple of them are a little disposable and would make, like, good death. Sure. Good deaths. Yeah. Uh, that Miwa scene talking to Mekamaru mm-hmm. with the blue lights, by the way, on the train was gorgeous. I put it on our Instagram at Part-Time Otaku Podcast. Yeah, um, check it. But, yeah, that, that was a gorgeous scene. Okay. Um, Pluto? Yeah. Episode four. I, I got to say, I was t- telling you off mic, like, so I'm loving the show. I, I don't know how you feel yet, but I will yeah. say an hour long episode of anime is, it's why I didn't finish Arcane. Like Ar- Arcane isn't an hour. It's like 45 plus, I think. About, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Which one? but there's something longer. in your brain that's like, animes are quick and dirty unless yeah. you're binging them. And even <clears> then, like, it's like one episode costs you so little that like a 22 minute thing is like just not that big of an investment but i find myself like on sunday it's typically sunday nights where i'm like ah fuck i gotta squeeze this in like i have no time Mm. um just because an hour is like a big ask i know that sounds probably very like millennial and like spoiled of me but it is it does change the dynamic when you're used to 20 minute things bite size but again we are doing a show where we're covering seasonal stuff and this and that and it is like a big beady thing to yeah. like slap right in the middle of everything else you know like it's no i, I, I fully get it it's, yeah uh, so where are you at i'm i'm a little torn because i i am i am really enjoying the show um i think this the, the story they're telling where it has i think it has kind of like lost the ball a bit mm-hmm. um in my opinion and it just it feels a little i was trying to put this into words today as i was watching i finished the episode today and i was kind of like fuck how am i gonna explain this to dave i do think a a, a pro of this show is the world the globe trotting feel to it that the world is united the world is big and you know kind of combined you know it's it's kind of very like futuristic sci-fi you know where like it's not we're not quite at a um Nothing's perfect, but like it almost like there's a like an allure of the world is kind of communicating, and they are that right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think the size of it is also the problem. Like there's too much. Like fuck, we're in Germany, we're in Japan, we're in right. Persia. Are we in this, you know, like it's 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 and there's like little to no warning. Like if you're not fully clicked in with the characters and their their associated settings, and then you have Jessic, who is kind of like the the globe trotter, the said globe trotter. Mm-hmm. So you can't just rely on like him. Oh, he, we must be in Germany because we see Jessic. I'm like no, no, no yeah. he could be here. So like it's a little trackable. And again, it's a baseball. I've been off. You know, I've been off sick for like yeah. two weeks now, specifically with eye stuff. So like it's been hard to like kind of like focus on some stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, I have to parcel a lot of my shows out. Uh, to watch them and uh, Pluto is the one I fucking struggled with the most. Um, yeah. But I, I, I do like it. Um, there's there was there was an animation set piece in this episode that completely caught me off guard. Was Which? blown away by it. the Astro oh, Boy versus yeah. or sorry, um, Astro Adam. Boy. 
Adam versus like Pluto, I guess yeah. technically in like inside the uh, the eye of the storm. And, yeah, that tornado. The, the CG they're using for the, the tornado blend. stuff is really Holy good. Cow. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, um, it's worth like I honestly like it's almost kind of like, demon slayery, like, like the way they're layering. Yes, it. yeah, like almost like painted brush, like you know, yeah. CG painted brush over like a two D, almost like um, it was like. Uh, rotoscoped too like it had like this almost like real like it was almost like it was actors blended it like real life actors mm. kind of blended into animation it was very very strange but it worked you know um but no i i i do like the show i think i think um like the most recent like plot line is now i think like something for me to grab onto there, this, this whole plot was spoilers for like a month yeah. you know, show that's been out for a month but um the stuff with like the the anti-robot union yeah. And like the, the terrorist group rather and you know like the, there's now like this bigger thing with uh there's there's like a video feed of like the former prince of uh persia who kind of kicked off the 39 oh my god like how many more times is it gonna say the 39th central asian war yeah um but you know, yeah, they have they have a quota they gotta say it four times per episode i know it's crazy but uh, i don't know dude the i think the again i really like it i am enjoying it it is just like it is just so meaty i think because i had to watch two episodes in a day I'm like bogged down by it because this is like one a week, 100%. Like, I'm glad we went with this plan because, For sure. um, but sorry, I totally stole my hero. What, Pluto, like, where are you at? Like, what, what are you thinking? No, not, no, no, I, I wanted to know how you felt. Uh, yeah. You know, so I think I like, okay, so I like the show a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's really great to see something like this get like the. I don't know, like the Netflix treatment, I guess, for lack of the a better term. The budget behind this must be obscene. Yeah, the budget like. must be absurd. I, I do think, like, especially if you listen to last week's episode, um, it it got, not a little, it got significantly convoluted. I think last week they introduced six characters. Yeah, episode three was definitely the one I had that I struggled um, with the most. Absolute fucking mess. Um, you know, beyond an hour being a little long, because of how involved the show is... It's a lot to keep track of. Like, I have to watch it with my laptop. And I'm not, yeah. you know, like, I I don't think I'm, like, overcomplicating it. There there really are, like, half a dozen characters with no, different differing motivations that you have to keep track of. And, you know, I don't know, like, I, I'm about to say I'm older now. It's hard. <laughs> it's, that's yeah. not what I'm trying to say. But it's like, I think, like, imagine this. Like, okay, you haven't, or wait, are you still watching Death Note? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what if they also off the rails at this point like leanne and i are totally scratching our heads like how are they gonna freaking write themselves out of this one yeah, yeah. but the difference with that is I, I really do think like just make this three to four times as long break them into 20 minute chunks and yeah. i think like it wouldn't it wouldn't be so hard to follow at times but there's um, a lot of dead air that doesn't i think that's the problem there's a lot of like dead air moments in the episode that are intentionally used to get from one set piece to the next. Yeah. And and if they were just to like chunk that up into 20 minutes, there would be like that one 20 minute episode of like it, literally it, nothing happens. It either. would also let you find time to let the characters and their respective storylines breathe a little bit. Yes. Like in season three, here's a great, or episode three, this is a great example is, God, I already forgot her name because there's fucking a hundred of them, but Adam's sister. Uram. Uh, uh, Uram. So she has this whole fun storyline meeting what we I who I believe was Pluto who had like hijacked like that body right, 
Um, yes, yeah, the body with, was just a stranger, but yeah, like, Pluto um, was inhabited. In the... Exactly, and there's this whole fun storyline about the flowers and painting flowers, and then he makes flowers, and then, yeah. and then he escapes, and you know what I mean, and like that could have been a 20 minute episode instead yes. it was cut between what the fuck Geshit was doing adam yes. looking for her like mm-hmm. all these things like they just make it you know Geshit. i think in episode three or four Gore was on this whole side quest trying to account for why his memories have been altered mm. make that an episode don't cut to and from it every seven minutes while you're juggling four other pro- plot lines like it's just too much going on mm-hmm. it's not game of thrones you know what i mean like yeah. We don't need to get one scene per character per episode. Um, I think, I don't know, I think the length is, like, a legit problem. Um, But otherwise, like, you know, you mentioned the budget and the quality. Like, everything else, like, I pretty much dig. I just find it a little hard to track and a little long. But I'm, like, I'm interested. Yeah. I I struggled hard with episode three. Yeah, episode three was fucking tough, dude. I had to pull pull up my laptop halfway through. I was like, okay, I'm just going to take notes because fuck it. Because what I like to do... And I think I'm curious about what you do for the podcast, but like, you know, what I like to do is like, just tune, just turn on the show, mm-hmm. enjoy it. Don't be in my own head and like trying to take notes throughout. I've, I've yep. done that in the past and it like really takes the fun out of watching anime. Yes. So what I try to do is enjoy the show and then from memory, write what happened and what I thought. And, you know, then sometimes I like go back and like rewind a couple things. Oh, right. That happened. That happened. Make notes. Done. Yeah. Like literally impossible with Pluto. Like, try watching no. an hour of this show too, and then going, hey, Grant, dense. from memory, tell me what happened. It's too empty and too dense in, like, those moments where, like, there is stuff going on, you know? Yeah. Like, there's, uh, like, there's, <laughs> I laughed. I was laughing out loud. I found it, I don't know why I found it so funny. But there's a set piece, or there's a moment in this episode with, uh, is it on a, I almost called it Anamanaguchi, but uh, <laughs> essentially, like, the doctor, the head of, Mr., the, sci- uh, the head of science in Japan the guy who's like kind of Doctor Tenma, no, no Tenma. That's the old, the other dude. Abula, so no. See, here we go. See, no. So the he's the shorter guy, baldish hair, has like a white mustache, kind of very round features. He's the one that Adam is like deals with all the time. Adolf. He's like the, oh no 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 I know, not you know. Adolf. Like, we'll get to Adolf, but uh, no. Anyway, so like there's a scene where he finds like the I should just lie with this. He finds like the dead dog in the park or the robotic dog, and there's this like this really cool scene where he's like trying to put it back together. Yeah yeah yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. How, like, and there's just like 30 seconds dedicated to him reaching out to like for outdated part to an outdated parts manufacturer. Yeah. And like wholesaler. And yeah. I'm like, sorry, dude. Like, no, this is like this is a tough one. We cannot get this one. And it's like, whoa, like, what show would take the time and, like, find time to put that in there? Which I, I just love that. I was like, it's it's perfect. And then, you know, it leads to a moment of, like, he just has, like, this serene moment of, like, shit, well, like, I guess we were the ones who, like, would have updated those specs on those parts. And, like, I'm the reason, like, why, like, those parts aren't, like, spec anymore. Yeah. And, like, we moved on to other things. And I was like, that's, like, it's so, like it's so on the nose without being like negatively so you know like it's just like they're getting the point across they're not like beating your head over the point of like shit like maybe we are the problem and then it cuts to like you know this potentially if it's goji or if it's not good the whole goji thing is fucking so out there yeah um but um i don't know my first note that i did take on this episode was i refuse to let the robot dog make me cry <laughs> i will say that was a good scene <laughs> I was like, they're not gonna get me with this shit dude i refuse yeah um but, uh, yeah dang. i don't know and the Adolf stuff. I will. If there was one like nitpick I have with this episode, is how convenient is this guy who's a part of like this anti anti robot terrorist organization mm-hmm. 
gets fed up, finds out. I do think, I think there's an interesting plot point where, like, he opens up the casket and, like, his brother was killed, like, not the way he said he, or that he was told he was. Yeah. And then some of this wild goose chase, chasing after Jezit. And, you know, he's, like, fucking stalking him. And Jess looks like, yeah, this dude is, like, stalking me. Like, <laughs> I love that like, he was aware the whole time. He's like, oh, by yeah. the way, there's a human who's been watching me. Yeah, like, is that you guys? Or, like, what's going on there? I, th- I You know, but... So, anyway, so, like, that leads to, like, this failed, like, you know, like, his organization's, like, he's bring too much heat on us. They try to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, then, it, you know, lo and behold, Jess becomes his fucking bodyguard. And then... Just, like, out of, like, sheer irritation with the robots, he's like, yeah, let me show you this thing that's really gonna, like, chap your ass, and, like, and then, like it's gonna be, like, the biggest piece of the puzzle in the yeah. story of, like, you know, this, like, the this king of Persia, former yep. king of Persia, who started the last war. Yep. And I, I rolled my eyes. I was like, ugh, I guess we gotta move it forward, you know? They, like, you gotta find yeah. a way to tell the story. I get it. <laughs> it just, I found it to be such, like... It was like he was like trying to piss him off. He's like, "Yeah, here, I'll fucking show you something. Like, you know, I think you're all hot shit. I'll show you how I'm hot shit." And I was like, "What? Like, how did how did how did A get to F? You know? Yeah. It was just, but like, we're on G now. Like, we're moving down the way. I don't know. It was. I just found it so funny. But um, no, I'm with you on that. It, it all felt a little uh, dis- disjointed. Um, okay, want to talk some news? Yeah, let's do it. Did you by chance see the trailer for the Mister and Mrs. Uh, Mister and Mrs. Smith series on Amazon no. Prime? I did not. Well, yeah. I remember... Okay, I think a lot of people are having the same reaction that I'm having. Okay. Which was, I heard this was greenlit. I remember... Yeah, I knew, I knew this was coming. And I knew Donald Glover was doing it. But but even then, my reaction was, why? Sure. Like, who's asking for this? I don't... You know, I, I don't know. I just didn't... I, it's people like a remake, but a series. Beautiful people shooting guns. Yeah, big cast though, dude. Don Glover, Maya Erskine, Erskine, uh, Paul Dano, Alexander Skarsgård, Parker Posey, Isaac Gonzalez, John Turturro. Fuck yeah! It's a bit, and it's coming out February second, and the trailer is legit strong. So I would say, as silly as it sounds, if you watch the trailer, it's like you know what, I might fucking watch that shit. <laughs> I'll check that out. I'm gonna watch that trailer. Um, yeah, you seen the movie? I presume. Yeah, oh, yeah, years ago I saw that in theaters. Really? What do you think the not being well, I'm going to say not being a dick, but I'll let the audience decide that. Um, what do you think that movie's legacy is? Do you think it's, like, more well-known for breaking up marriages or for, like, being an okay, like, action comedy oh, or action romance? The former, for sure, dude. It was right? a tabloid movie. It was, like, the king... It, it, like, gave the... It gave, like, a brand new life injection shot to the tabloid industry. Like, it kind of ruined a lot of people's lives. Yeah. Even outside. Like, I think it, in, like, in, uh, indirectly affected every other celebrity's life for the next 15 years. Because, yeah. like, the the firestorm that created, like, you know, with the... Well, it's like... You know, with the, pe- the original people involved. It's that's crazy. a good point. Because it's like, you know what happens on those movie sets now. Or sometimes, yeah. right? It's like, that's sure. what happened. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely for that. But, like, at the time, like, 13, 14, however old I was when I saw that, I was like, wow. Fun movies. This, this is sick. Yeah. yeah. I love Brad Pitt. Vince Vaughn was in it. I was like, I fucking love Vince Vaughn. Oh, my God, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Man, him in those roles yeah. never gets old. I will, I will, ha- I had it kind of uh, ruined for me, because uh, they did, they did, uh, they did Mr. and Mrs. Smith on the rewatchables recently. All right. And Bill had a point of, like, because this is, like, around the time of, like, they started filming this right after Wedding Crashers. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, he like he just took Will Ferrell's energy from Wedding Crashers. No, and don't like do did that. that re- and like basically redid it, all those jokes in this you movie. You just ruined the movie. I know exactly. Yeah. 
Oh, and, I'm on uh, alert right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ever since I heard that, I was like, oh shit. But again, I haven't. I, I don't think I've seen this since the theaters. But uh, wow, um, the last was uh, season two is not out till 2025. Mm. Um, considering Pedro's uh, all the roles he's been getting, that's not even remotely surprising. My A bummer, guy. to say the least. A bummer. Um, and like you don't want like. You don't want Bella Ramsey to age up too much, or maybe you do. Actually, maybe there's a time. Ah, uh, yeah, you do. I, I, Dave. Funny enough, I think this will help the story significantly. Oh. Yep. Well, there you go. Yep. Um, did you see anything for the any of the promo stuff that came out for the Demon Slayer season four announcement? It's they announced it's coming spring 2024, and they're doing mm-hmm. a one hour special premiere worldwide screening same, same. tour. That's the same thing they did last time, eh? Yeah, it's the exact same thing. One hour of one, one hour of the other. Yeah, they're going to do the last couple episodes of season three, and then like a one hour of season four. But the word on the street this season is only going to be three. There seems to be some internet, maybe, I don't know if it's like spoilers or if like leaks going on. But there's like a consensus that like there's, this is gonna be like a four episode season at yeah. like forty minutes a piece. Yeah. So this is like the weird thing. So I, I think we talked about this in the past, but it's like the names of the arcs are out, mm. or at least they are like heavily being discussed online. It's kind of hard to get away from. Sure. But like they've also said it's called the Hashira training arc, and then they show mm. you all the Hashiras. So like. I don't know this to be true, but my guess is they make Tanjiro a Hashira and he's trained by all of them. Like, mm. I don't I don't think that's a big leap. I could also see it, too, that, like, that's, you know, people just assume because whatever that arc would be in the manga, like, it's going to be that. They could re- animate original shit out of this. This would be, like, prime real estate for, like, filling out some more character stuff and whatnot. So, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? That's a fun... Story. So, that's, like, a fun idea. I, I will say I don't think it's likely. Do you want... You don't think I, so? No. Do you want to know what I think is likely? I think, and and again, I could be wrong, but I'm I'm shooting, you know, shot in the dark here. I think they do this. It's not four episodes, but maybe they stretch it to like six or seven. I don't know. And then they tee up a movie. For the final season. Final season, final arc, maybe one movie, maybe two. Because the final, from what I understand, like the name of the final arc is out and it's relatively hype. Mm. And like... If you're gonna do the movie thing, which they've done already and made eight hundred million dollars doing, it worked once. Like, it's hard to think that the people um, love finales and people love movies. Yeah, it's hard I to, to it imagine right that this That's would how do they're that. At. They're they're wrapping it up. They're not doing seasons. They're doing two final movies and they're wrapping up the story. Yeah, and so, like money. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I bet. I don't know. I think that's a possible, a, re- a very legitimate possibility. Fuck. But who knows? Damn. Who knows? Uh, Masters, the Masters of Air trailer, uh, the I guess like threequel to the uh, Steven Spielberg legacy shows, or yeah. World War Two has come out. Have you uh, seen that? Your boy, uh, sexy boy, Austin Butler. Yeah, so I'm in love with that? Band of Brothers. I've never seen The Pacific. No, I've, I haven't seen any of them. But uh, yeah, have you not seen Band of Brothers? No, we've Dave, we've we've talked about this podcast like 18 times. Doubt it, dude. <laughs> Pretty sure we're having it for the first time right now. Um, <laughs> It's all time, Grant. You have to see it. I know. Uh, I haven't it's seen the Pacific, list. but uh, yeah, I watched the trailer. Looks good. Um, it looks like it's it's weird because I think a band of brothers in this like legacy kind sure. of way. Even yeah. though it's funny, if you watch it, if you watched it today, you could you might think that it was only five years old or something, but it's like twenty. Mm. Um, but it, this looks like extremely new. It just looks like Has it looks to it. It looks expensive. Oh, okay. does that make sense? Have you seen yeah. the trailer or no? 
I watched a little. It was a. It's hard. Anytime I go and sign into my Apple app, there it's like fucking Masters of Air. Like you're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, I I will watch it. I've I heard the Pacific is good. I think Golden or I think uh, Golden. I think Band of Brothers has like all time status. So mm. I don't know. I think they're two for two so far. Let's see if they can ruin their legacy with the third one. I don't know. We shall see. Yeah, Apple. They pushed this one for a long time. Yeah. Um, you, you should tell me about this. Blue-Eyed Samurai was renewed for season two. I think you and Ali, if you're listening, uh, both told me that Blue-Eyed Samurai was good. Yeah. How good? Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty fucking sick, dude. Um, it was one of those, you know, I, they had come out, we'd, I'd seen all the hype, and I was like, eh, maybe not for me, you know? And, uh, I was, you know, I was, I had like one, I literally had one good night where like I could see out of one eye. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I need to like strike while the iron's hot. Like, what am I watching? And I was like, for what, whatever reason, I just, I landed, Dave, I could not stop watching it. I was blown away with this show. Um, Love a good binge. Because it's Netflix, right? So it's, yeah. like, it all came out right away. All came out, but each episode is like minimum, like 45 minutes. What? Like I can't, oh, I don't have the time. I know, but it was like, we, we were talking off mic there. It's like, it's very, I think what I try to, you know, pitch it to you was like, if you're looking for an arcane fix in between now and the fall when that comes uh... out, very, not like, again, not one-to-one animation style, but like a similar animation style. And not an anime, like this is like a Western studio doing a Western thing. It's, it is like a Japanese set story. Um, incredibly funny, great action. Um... <sighs> dude like it's um it's real like it's it's fucking good like english only voice cast which i found strange i was like oh shit like i thought this would have been like you know like a dead ringer for like a japanese uh, voice cast but apparently it is apparently in japan on netflix they have their version but we don't get it for whatever reason i did mm-hmm. read that i found that to be strange but um i don't know awesome dude like incredible like it's not it's not perfect by any means like there's like a couple i feel like there's a lot of um hopscotching going around like like right. they're kind of you know, like, guys, we, we could literally cut this, like, plot point out and, like, get where we're going. But they do a really good job of, like, no, there's no, like, well, there's a one, there's just, like, a like a comic relief character who isn't just, like, a total fucking ace in the hole. Like, they nailed it with this guy. But, um, like a guy named Ringo, fuck, you'll never forget that name. Total star. But, like, everyone, they do, they do a really good job showing it, like, how deplorable and fucking awful that time period was for people like yeah if you were even like if you were a woman shitty deal raw deal they really hit that home with this show um and then also like if you're just like not a part of like the sh- like the shogunites like immediate table like you know people are barely making by but they also do a really good job of showing like you know like the little villages and you know like they they have their culture and they have their traditions and that's what they do to get through the day like there's a really potent episode uh potent episode about like uh like a like a, a pre-winter festival of like where everyone does like a polar bear dive or you know like a like a deep freeze jump into the the frozen water and they chase after like a stick and you know brings whoever finds the stick from the tree from the village can, good luck is brought to them like the the traditions and like the the world lived in it was very similar to when i played that ghost of tsushima game on uh, on playstation oh which yeah g- like the loving care into like the world and the time period it's just it, you watching it, like holy shit like there's so much attention to detail in this clearly like western main show um but uh, i don't know dude it's 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 really good like but also there's a good point of like the main cast of like i kind of hate 
a lot of these people and the choices they're making. Right. But but they're also so steadfast in like where they are in their situation in the world. Like it, it makes sense, you know. And uh, like also like a ton of nudity. I was just like, holy shit! Like fucking, it's on Netflix. I guess you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Like I don't know. It was just like there was like no shying away at any point in the show. It was just very like this is the fucking show we're making. And we're trying to, I don't know, Dave, I was, when I, when everyone was like loop blowing their mind about online was like not the things that like I was like to. It was like, I don't like, I watch a lot of action. I see some good action, you know, anime and this and mm-hmm. that. Like I went into it. That was great. There's some great moments, but it was kind of like everything outside of that was just like, holy shit. This was like expertly done. It's really, really good. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Jeez total, Louise. Total sideline for me. I couldn't put, I couldn't stop it. I could not stop watching it. I think I, like in a, a, a day and a half I was done. Eight episodes. So like it's manageable, but. Maybe I'll take a look on the weekend. Yeah. All right, strong dude. pilot. Very strong pilot. Pilot. You know what we say about pilots, dude? Yeah. They're uh, it's a decent profession. Oh. Different. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Um, second last piece of news. Golden Globe noms are out for yeah. best, stand-up com- uh, best stand-up comedian on television. Um, You're upset, I think. Yeah, I'm not stoked about it, dude. I think, like, the comic comedian comedy fan community was like really stoked about this because it, it has really exploded we're kind of in a golden age of stand-up like there's pros and cons about like a certain genre exploding um but i think the one thing everybody agrees on is like there's more good stand-up available today than there has been in a very long time especially like widely available okay um like if you're a working comic you have a lot of opportunities right now Mm-hmm. And it seems like the Golden Globes nominations are not really in the vein of like best comedy special or best stand-up comedian on television. It's more in the vein of famous person to release a special. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's I'm a looking bummer. at them right now. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Trevor Noah. Chris Rock. Amy. Amy Schumer. Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes. So I've seen four out of six of these. I won't speak to Wanda Sykes or Amy Schumer. Um, Wanda Sykes, I don't That's know much about. One. Good, like yeah. for sure. Always, she's talented. Um, she's been like a legit stand-up for a while. I really liked her last one. I liked her last one a little bit more than this. It was, I think it was Fairy Dust or something okay. like that. It was good. Uh, they're fine. Chris Rock, I think it's some of his worst work to date. Trevor Noah. Mm. Um, it's like a late night set. That's all. You know, like it's more like Clapter type shit. Okay. Ricky Gervais was the most watched special on Netflix, I think, either that year or ever. It might be okay. just that year. I can't remember. And I, you know, it's like the it's like the rest of like Ricky Gervais special where it's like, I get why sure. people like it. Yeah. But I have a feeling, and I'm not trying to ruffle feathers, but I think there are, there are a few comics out there. I think Amy Schumer is one. I think Ricky Gervais is one. I think Matt Reif is one. Mm. Where you're a fan of that person, you're not a fan of stand-up comedy. Oh, and I'm not trying true. to gatekeep it, but no. I like I like you're more I, there for I the 100%, Ricky I can Gervais visual, show. I literally can visualize what you mean, though. Like, yeah, it's I can, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, so I don't know, man. I like it's his a, acting. I like the stuff he writes and like and produces and makes. I've never been yeah. one for a stand-up. His stand-up, I just I've always looked at it. Like I think he's actually kind of like Aziz in that way. It's like. The thing you oh, do the geez. most. When was the last time he did a special? Yeah, a few years ago, but it was like, I, out of all the stuff, you put so much energy into stand-up, and you're better in everything else you do. Mm-hmm. Like, True. everything. So, I don't know. There's there's a, uh, on the stand-up subreddit, 
there's a like revised version that's floating around okay of like what comic fans actually watched what they went nuts on i thought i would read this to you it's a, sure. it's like a photoshopped version and this is not these are not mine but they are like what people seem to have really loved um louis ck live at the, at the dolby I will remind you and the listening audience, like, cancelled or not, whatever your opinion is of him, Louis won a Grammy for Best Stand-Up uh, Album mm. last year. Um, oh, wow. Last year? Yeah. Like, since things yeah. happened. Uh, he might have won a Grammy for this, actually. I can't remember. Uh, Shane Gillis, Beautiful Dogs. Mm. Uh, Stavros, Halkius, uh, Fat Rascal. <laughs> love him. <laughs> he's he's something, dude. Uh, he's a character. Mark I love Marin. the characters. Yeah. Oh. Mark Maron, uh, Bleak to Dark, Nick Mullen, uh, The Year of the Dragon, and Mark Norman, Soup to Nuts. Um, I've seen all those. I think they're all fantastic. They're all largely better than what was actually nominated. I did really like the Maron one. Yeah, I would add a couple. If you're uh, listening to this and you're a stand-up fan, and like, here's one that is both famous that could easily have made this list, and uh, loved by comics is John Mulaney's Baby J. Easy, like that's an easy winner. Um, I have Ari Shavir's Jew, which is on YouTube. Uh, Andrew Santino's Cheeseburger on Netflix, and I had Nick Mullen as well. And then Louis Katz, the best comic you've never heard of, also on. Uh, also I on started YouTube. that per your recommendation. Yeah, but anyway, you know, I do think uh, on the whole, though, this is good. Like, granted, everybody on the list this year is a A-list celebrity. Um, that's fine, but like next year, you know what I mean? Maybe you only do five A-list celebrities, and then you do one comedian, mm-hmm. and then like slowly over time, maybe you know, I don't know. It'll be this better is the for the first year the Golden Globes has done this. Yeah, first ever, and it's big because Growing there are they'll figure it out. Yeah, it's the first year, or they won't. It's the Golden Globes. So. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like maybe a step in the right direction though, right? Sure. Like you know, the Grammys is really the only representation stand-ups ever had, and it is yeah. weird that they're at the Grammys, but whatever. Like I'll take it. Um, spoken word yeah Yeah. but you know them globes fucking whoever else i'm down for it um okay that's it over to you uh finally undead and luck is getting a release date everywhere else outside of the united states and japan uh tomorrow today if you're listening to the podcast uh, december 13th on disney plus uh, but they are continuing to do week to week, so everyone will be starting fresh. What? <laughs> yeah. Like dude. they're they're starting in episode one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, we're back to weekly for that. Isn't that fucking shit? I told Leanna that I thought she was gonna fucking punch a hole in the wall. She's like, "Are you fucking for?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." So all right, like they did the same thing with um, uh, Heavenly Delusion. It was out in Japan oh, that's for a while, true. and then when it finally came to Disney Plus, it did week to week. Whatever, dude. Um, Whatever. I just want it in high definition on the fucking app that I'm paying for. Yeah, like, we will. Uh, I'm sure we'll cover it. Uh, you know, maybe maybe not right away, but we'll cover it in one way, yeah. shape, or form. Leanna stands by. This is like her favorite, like ongoing. I thing remember she's she reading. Was she, big on it. She's big on this show, and like, yeah, it's the thing. You watch the pilot, and you're like, "What? This is like your thing?" You know, I was kind of caught back a bit. I was like, "This is very off-brand for you." She's like, "I know," but like, it gets so good. And they had like, an incredibly strong pilot. We both saw the yeah. pilot. It was extremely good. Yeah, so it's uh, we're we're finally excited to have that. So yeah. tomorrow night, fucking pirate day. Um, okay, free run episode fourteen. So we haven't mm. talked about free run in a while. Yeah, um, you didn't love last week's, eh? I I thought it was good. I just yeah. thought it was like maybe I think on rewatch and like re-listen to that episode that I did, like I was maybe a little too critical. I just thought yeah. it was a, li- a little boring. Yeah, but, uh, fair enough. 
but but like not bad by any measure freerun is still like mm. absurdly good yeah um episode 14 i thought was uh significantly better than episode 13 i really like this week it's interesting because you know you could you some would argue is like oh we're just rehashing stark's birthday from like two episodes ago or yeah three episodes ago <laughs> yeah. but like i do i think it's they do a really good way at like showing like you know the the turn table right or the you know the tables of turn between like stark and fern and just like you know uh, what's the new guy's name I'm sign his name sign he makes like a very potent point of like to both of them the two kids like he's kind of like filling this weird little dad role for the two of them and i love the line he made of like oh like you know how'd you do it like being the mother of these two children and he's like oh wait it was three children like you know yeah in, you know reference to free run but he he has like really good moments of both of them of like you know to him like to stark or like hey dude like you know you know uh, or no sorry to fern he was like you guys are young you guys don't know how to talk to each other yet it's okay makes sense but like you have to, you know and he makes the point of like you need to tell him how you feel for him to know and like you know and then he goes to stark and like he kind of does like his dumbed down like boy version of that but i don't know it just i thought it was like very like you know could have it could have went a little too haphazard on either side could have become yeah. stereotypical and a little like you gross potentially and it didn't and i was like this is i don't know and like even the attitude like she was like you know like i'm a sucker for like and you know like a lovey-dovey moment like that and they got you know they both got matching bracelets and all that mm-hmm. and the they really hit home fuck they're and they, it really it hit me too but at the end or towards the end of the episode where free has a flashback to when himmel puts the <laughs> ring on her finger and i was like oh my god he loved her oh god, yeah. he loved her so much and you know she was just she was free rent right yeah old free rent so i don't know it was that, that screen cap that shot is gonna go on the instagram probably yeah, the next dude. couple weeks Beautiful i love this shot. show man I love this show. It's, it's fantastic. So good. It's it's what I need every week. It's like fucking warm soup, dude. Like, fuck. yeah. It's just to your point about like it. It's never gotten gross. It has so many opportunities to be a lesser show. Yes. It never takes that route. It never takes no. the cheap route. Sign has completely not completely. He you can see this episode is kind of like you said. This could have been a rehash episode where it's like, oh, we're doing this again. Yeah. But because he's here and he significantly changes the dynamic yeah fresh eyes on the situation and that's fun but i also th- it's weird man it's like they're drip feeding us but in a way that i'm not upset about it like it feels like and i i you know I, it's crazy i don't know if we've podcasted since my birthday but like because i remember i talked to liana that night about free Ren, and she just said like it's like really melancholy and i love it and i, I was like oh god it like that is the yeah. perfect word yeah for the show and like you like you know imagine i'm pitching you on free rent i'm like oh it's like this melancholy show about an elf that's immortal like it's yeah it's hard to do it justice until you watch it and then you watch it and you're like fuck like i'm happy but i'm sad at the same time and like i think the dots i'm connecting and i'm this might be obvious or i might be missing the point but it just feels like the show is about free rent confronting not her humanity or lack thereof but like confronting mm. what her feelings may have been for himmel in this specific time in her life mm. and already so much time has passed but like not many shows explore the idea of time to someone who it doesn't matter to right yeah like it's what they're doing is so specific and now she's on this same journey that she's been on before but with new friends to confront 
her new old perspectives, friends. new perspectives on the old journey, and like you know, this still is, facing the new journey in front of them, and the old journey made new. Like I don't know, like it's so good, uh, it's so original, man. Like it's it's interesting because you know I feel like I've you know I, I can't name them offhand, but like I feel like I've seen characters before in shows that where it's like they think back of like oh like you know I totally missed that moment, and it's just kind of like it's throwaway lines of like oh. You know, I should have told him how I felt, or you know, yeah. I should have told her how I felt, and it's just like okay, and we move on. But to see it like happen actively, of yeah. like Freeman like pe- like piecing apart her own feelings as she's like again, she's going into this new role in like these other people's lives, like again, like as a guardian, and like you know, she's learning so much from them, and like you know, as like it's not so much as like they're they're hitting like oh, it's like newer generations are teaching old because they're not doing that. It's not like fucking like in your face and stupid like that, but. It's it, it is interesting to see her like, because she is such a child at heart, right? And you can mm-hmm. see her kind of like playing with like you know Fern and Stark and like yeah. a part of the shenanigans. And you can, but you can kind of see her like, oh like shit like it's 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 like we're seeing her like like a rebirth for her in in a way like she's like playing with them, yeah. you know, and like you can see her slow like not like slowly growing more mature. I'm not she's saying changing. Like, and she is changing. It's she's, like she's like yeah becoming warm again almost it's it's really interesting man like uh, tonally that the show is so weird and so good i don't know i I love it a perfect a perfect example too is in this episode like just to goes to show like how not inept but like kind of kind of separated from everything she is too they're they're, it's the scene in they're in the car the 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 giant bird has like lifted them up and they're all trying to like figure out like hey how we can get in the fuck out of here and you know she's like you know okay i'll i'll take the 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 merchant and fern will take sime and yeah and uh, and then like it just leaves that and like it cuts to stark he's like well what am i gonna she's like well you're you're just gonna jump out like you're gonna be fine and he's like no and like it it does the cut back to like um ison like just like jumping off head first and you kind of like think about and it cuts back to free and you're like Oh yeah, like he was like kind of like extraordinary. Like, oh, okay, maybe you Sorry. know, you know, it's, you know, but it's like maybe it's not just like a like a warrior. It's not like a class thing that like allows you to like jump out a fucking window or you know from from the sky. I don't know. I just um, the show is special. Like it, the way they tackle these stories and these these discussions between characters, it's like nothing I've seen. So it's uh, yeah, it's a treat every week. Yeah, cannot recommend it enough. Um, watch Free Run Beyond Journey's End. Okay, uh, rare movie review for us. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done a lot of these uh, lately, but but by the way, maybe we should. Um, did you see on our Spotify Wrapped? Like people love the Paprika review. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks for listening to that. Grant and I have been saying this forever that we got to do another little run on movie reviews. Mm. So I think we got to do that in 2024. Um, there's a bunch we want to see, but but let's. Uh, this is not an anime movie review. Mm. This not is uh, May December. The uh, Natalie Portman, uh, Julianne Moore, and who's the guy again, Grant? Uh, is it Char- Charles Metford, I think, or something like that? Like, the Riverdale he's from, from Riverdale. He's from Riverdale. Also, like, kudos to this dude. Holy fuck. Oh, my goodness. I don't even Didn't know where to start. Well, wow, man. This was, like, again, same thing. Had a good eye day. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, everyone is talking about this movie. It's on everyone's top five list for the year. And it just came out on Netflix, you know. And uh, I was like, all right, let's just jump into it. And, like, I, I was, like, glued to the screen. I could not believe what I was watching. Very, very strange movie, but uh, very effective. Yeah. Very effective storytelling. Um, who, is it Tom Haynes who directed it? Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes. Yeah. Um, 
really really good movie dude um you described it as a thriller yeah i would say a gentle thriller a gentle thriller it's like i think it would be like the safest way to like recommend it to someone that's like i think it'd be it, it wouldn't be unfair to call it that though yeah yeah um but you can watch this you get like we watched it in the middle of the day i remember like yeah. putting on the trailer for sam and i was like oh my god i was she was like oh i was nervous when you said thriller i was like oh yeah so was i but then i watched it and i was like oh this is gonna be yeah it's a thriller in a different way i think mm-hmm. they do okay tell me if this they do is they do a thing with the soundtrack that makes it seem like it's like a very cheesy corny yeah. like thriller movie right though like i thought that was a really fun yeah. motif throughout the movie yeah they uh, i will tell you uh when uh upon finding out that it's based on a true story that changed my fucking perspective a little bit that was upsetting isn't that isn't that fucked up so i guess i should hit people with that so it's it's kind of like not loosely it's pretty accurate to um something that happened like 20 30 years ago essentially I don't know if it was a teacher. It was or a teacher. It 30, was a teacher. They aged her up by two years in the movie for whatever reason. In real life, the teacher was thirty-four. Yeah. In the movie, Julianne Moore is thirty-six. Yes. So essentially, she groomed this child and like had sexual intercourse with a twelve-year-old or eleven-year-old, hmm. um, and she went to prison. She had a baby out of the encounter, mm-hmm. and they, when she got out of prison and he was of age, like they got married and like. To this day, I guess, like, they're still together. They're divorced now, and she's dead. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Got him. Um, got him. <laughs> but, uh, so this is, like, a uh, a telling of that story. Like, so Natalie Portman play is an actress, and she wants to play the character of, uh, or Julianne Moore's, based on, like, the, the real life of Julianne Moore's character. Mm-hmm. And she goes to this town. Greasy. And, uh, greasy. Which is, like, why would you really draw into a role like that? Like, it's... It's the, it's a lot of questions, and the movie kind of like gets into that, like how how are, how are people drawn to these situations, and like you know on the acting side, and then also <sighs> like people in this town. It's like it's set in like sleepy Savannah, Georgia, um, but uh, yeah, dude, and just like just it's it's not like the office levels of like awkwardness, but it kind of goes from like set piece to set piece to set piece of like how can we just like kind of curl like you know just drive in like how awkward this whole situation is yeah and the fallout that it has caused over these years and the fallout that continues to happen it's uh, yeah you know what's funny is um i watched the youtube trailer for this or the netflix trailer or whatever and you know how like they have those quotes on a trailer okay this is one of the first times that i remember being like you know what i think that like all the quotes they put on the trailer are like legit like okay. I, I believe all the reviewers because like you know a lot of the quotes were like uncomfortably suspenseful or yeah. had me had me reasoning uh, things I never thought I'd be thinking about. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you know, like I think the bottom line or like the takeaway from a lot of the reviews was like, God, that was uncomfortable. Like I feel dirty after watching it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's because you know a lot of the time it's like. I don't know, it's like Fast and Furious, and the quote is like, cinematic masterpiece. And it's sure. like, okay, who's a dickhead who thought that? You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I think a lot of the reviews for this were very apt. Um, I was, I was like, on, not, not on the edge of my seat, I was shifting uncomfortably in my seat mm. throughout a lot of these interactions, and a lot of the dialogue, and a lot of the, like, I don't know, dude, Julianne Moore really humanized Gracie sure. in an uncomfortably um do you know she added the lisp yeah but <laughs> i thought it was such a choice but definitely uh, a choice but there's footage going around now of the of the real life gracie and 
Huh? Man, she was close. Like, really? She, she added a couple affectations for sure, but <laughs> ugh, ugh, it's just yeah. uncomfortable. Also, just Natalie Portman's character is very, like slimy, so slimy, so slimy. But like, I love it. Like, yeah. I love it the way I love um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler. Very similar, and you know, it's like not one to one, but like I can, if there's one comparison I could think of in like a, a role recently, would be that just the like the. It's so funny because she comes off as like way smarter. They they do a really good. I don't. I, I'm not going to spoil the ending. It's not, it's not sure it's spoiling the ending, but um. Oh fuck! Okay, it's the end of the podcast. I'm just going to say spoiler word. If you don't want to hear about, you know, the ending, kind of like what was inferred at the ending. Mm-hmm. I just it it blew my mind. The whole movie they really played her up to be like this like Juilliard level actress and and all this stuff and you know she's really and she's like there's a couple of moments where she's trying to like get herself into the there's this particular there's a scene where she goes to the pet store and you know she's like like kind of immersing herself in, in like the environment and like you know like she's like preparing for the scene and there's all this stuff she feels very heightened and kind of like smarter than everyone there kind of thing but like mm-hmm. it's like doing like a really good job like not to like show it too much or whatever like it's a very 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 cool performance and then you get to the end of the movie, she's done all this research, and they're filming, and it's like a fucking lifetime basic cable TV movie. Yeah. It, this is not like some Hollywood blockbuster thing. It like my mind fucking exploded. I was like, oh my god, it is such like a like it's such an ending to like what all this gross stuff that happens, like when she's in that town and kinda like kinda fucks everything up to a certain yeah. extent. Like, you know, like again, the problems were there, but like she definitely added like a she new She unearthed some things. Something crazy, dude. Like crazy, crazy, crazy. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I don't know. I I haven't seen a movie like this in a long time. I'm just like, whoa, like um, damn. I also I I have to mention his name is uh Charles Melton. That's the guy who plays Melton. Joe, yeah. uh the Riverdale kid. Absolutely murdered his part. Stole the show. Stole the show. Uh, if you look him up, Grant, that yeah. kid is gorgeous. He gained, he, oh, he gained forty yeah. pounds of not good weight for this role. But he still looked like in good shape. Like he yeah. looked like like a very normal dude. Yeah, you know? but they uh, like they it's not I, too overboard on either side of it. No, I agree. But like the weight he put on is so he could have a, like a beer gut because he's drinking God. beer throughout the whole movie. Um, like if you look at this, I'm dude, shooting for Charles Melton in this like at this time that's like that's like peak body for me personally but oh yeah i I just i I ended up watching this happy sad confused episode they did this week i watched it yesterday um and it's it's julianne moore natalie portman and him and i saw him and i was like he's unrecognizable because now he's shredded he's like yeah Yeah. it's the worst shape i've been in i was like holy shit but um because he's just talking about like yeah i wanted him to be like a dad that's unrelatable but also a guy who doesn't know how to process his feelings yeah um i don't like he does he try holy what a subdued reserved performance um and then when he blows it's like not too much you know and he he didn't get blown off screen by these like really formidable actors that he has to hang with and julianne Julianne moore Moore is like she's at like batting 100 like in everything she they're both oscar caliber actors so easy to get like fucking pushed off the screen by Julianne Moore. Yeah, Natalie Portman too. Natalie Portman was doing a very different thing, but like Julianne Moore was go- like going for it. Yeah, you know, like there she had some like crying <sighs> bedroom scenes. I'm just like, oh my god, can you imagine having to fucking act with that? Like trying to match that energy. You she, know? God, they're all they're all just so stunted, man. There's this one 
this doesn't really give anything away, but one of my favorite moments from the movie, because it made me feel bad just mm. in general. And, you know, if the point is to feel, I definitely felt, but it's after there's a scene with Natalie Portman's character and Joe and, and she tells him, well, that's what grown ups do. Oh yeah, dude. And I just, so Oh my God. I was like, Oh, what are you doing to me? Like it was disturbing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so sad. And I was just like, yeah, okay, they got me with like this weird fucking movie with this peculiar premise that ha- turns out to be based in reality. Like they got me, and I- I'm upset now. Yeah. Um. But like, so, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. You, it's it's a legitimate story, absolutely worth watching. Yeah, super good, super good. Also, like the last movie this guy made was like a awesome Velvet Underground documentary ah. from the band, and uh, I had never seen any of his stuff prior like I, I watched that blue like I, I've always had like this fascination with that band because like they're so famous for like kind of setting the trajectory for everyone's rock career like Word. in the 60s and all that like you know they're 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 hooked up with Andy Warhol like they were like an art movement band all this stuff I I'd always been anyway so he made this documentary and it blew me out of the water and then I was like oh this dude like actual movies and then uh, I saw when I saw his name was on I was like oh shit that's the velvet guy and I looked it up and he has like a whole career of like similar-esque movies like this so i'm definitely gonna do it like a todd haynes deep dive i believe you should and you should report back because yeah. on the happy side confused thing i like i didn't know anything about him um but i they were asking like how did this get made what was the process and it's basically the story is like natalie portman harassing the dude for like oh, a decade really? being like i want to work with you how about this script no how about this one how about this one and he's just like no 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 and until he decides like yeah okay i'll do that one and it's <laughs> happening like tomorrow so Damn. like it's just interesting that there are like character because like, apparently julian moore's done five movies with him oh, um really? yeah so i don't know what else he's done maybe one of them was the one she won an oscar for for all i know but um, oh, dark water okay so the one okay i have heard of this one dark waters that was the one with uh uh, Mark uh, Ruffalo, I think it was the um, the Dupont, uh, the, the Dupont yeah. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. apparently it's a big deal, and so much so so that uh, Portman was harassing him to do this, and here we are. So yeah, check out May December. Um, I think that's about it, Grant. Is yeah. that it? Yeah. We are back, baby. Fuck, dude. We are it feels back. So good. This is the freaking oh, exact medicine I needed. Um, okay, we're going to be back next week, probably just tune in, okay? We're allowed to call audibles if we want to, um, but our intention is to be back next week. Uh, new episodes on Wednesdays. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Part-Time Otaku Podcast. Um, follow us on Spotify. Do the appropriate social media thing on the appropriate social media platform. Check out the comic book shop on Bank. And Grant, you may say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.